Chronicles out tonight, I want to preach a message um, on the comparison between God and man. Uh, <clears throat> turn with me please to Psalm 8 and verse number 4. Psalm 8, 4. <clears throat> I want to exalt the Lord tonight the best way I can. Problem is, when you exalt the Lord, it puts man down a little bit low. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being accurate in our personal assessment of one another. I want to give you a, an accurate statement. <clears throat> You're nothing without Jesus Christ. We are lost, undone, useless without Jesus Christ. We, we, we just don't have life. Without him, we can do nothing. Tonight, we should, <clears throat> we should be ready to exalt the Lord in a way that is not offensive. So if you exalt Jesus and tonight, uh, you can forget really man. Man is not all that great. Man has lots of trouble. He's, he's fallen. Man is not God. Amen. By the way, wouldn't that be nice to tell some of the leaders in our country that they are not God? <clears throat> the first leaders that we had in this country, they recognized the fa fact that they were not God. Yes. They recognized the deity of Christ. They recognized the blessings of God. They have, were fresh, fresh from the liber liberating power of of, of the freedoms that they newfound freedom they knew that they were not but now things have changed a little bit man's gotten so big and fancy and rich and powerful and so unbelievably prideful they think they're God and by the way some groups can get together and they think they, they're God man is nothing without God man is in trouble look at this in verse number 4, <clears throat> it says in Psalm 8 and verse 4, What is man? What is man? That thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him. Who in the world do we think we are? What does man think about himself? We've got some problems. You know what humility is? Humility is thinking rightly about yourself, not more highly than we ought to think. I don't think we ought to go and beat each other up in, in, in our own, you know, we, we are very valuable, by the way, did you know that? We're very valuable. In fact, we're so valuable that Jesus came to die for us. So I'm not saying tonight that the Bible teaches that we're worthless. No, no, no. The soul of man is very, very valuable. We're more valuable than sparrows, and uh, God cares about us. But before we get into the message, I just want you to know that God loves us. God cares for us. Man is very, very important to God. However, when you compare man to God, we're nothing. We are nothing. We're almost like ants. There's a big ant hill I saw the other day. I was mowing the grass, and I said, wow, that's a big anthill. I felt so superior. <laughs> I felt, I felt, yeah. yeah, little ants running around. They got nothing on me. Uh, you know, God is so high above us, 
and we are so so much nothing we we should exalt him rather than ourselves we should we should look to him what is man that thou art mindful of him you know we are i believe just a drop in a bucket the bible says that the nations are just a drop in the bucket let me give you a couple things to think about tonight first of all we Christians, uh, we have to get back to the place where God is more important than we are. Make sense? Yes. God's a lot more important than anything yes. in this world. He's more important than anything that you could uh, strive to accomplish. With, with, with that in mind, there's no man on earth has a has a greater name than Jesus. Think about there's some people that love to uh, have fear of man the fear of man bringeth a snare is that right boy there's some people that i've i'm just not scared of them. i'm not really impressed anymore the older i get the less i'm impressed with man he doesn't impress me much at all anymore i used to look up to heroes and look up to big and in the right way we should but boy compared to god <coughs> compared to god i don't have a hero compared to god I don't have a savior other than the Lord. I don't, I, compared to God, I, I'm just a piece of dust. There's no man on earth has a greater name than God does. No man has ever created anything. Do you know that? You say, oh, look at the artwork that man created. Look at the art that that lady created. She didn't create nothing. She took paint and a brush probably with fiber from some animal some musician or something he makes a horn well that's great but he didn't create it the elements were there and he just formed it now look at that house that guy but yeah but he he got the wood from god yeah look at look at all that oh yeah but they got the brick from god oh they formed it up man never created a thing think about that Man doesn't create things. He, he reorganizes the, the, the uh, elements. No man is higher than any angel. Did you know the Bible says that we were created a little lower than the angels? And boy, there's some people that think that it's just the next thing to God. We're not, we're not even angels. No man on earth is without a sinful nature. There's not one person on the planet today that doesn't have a sinful nature and is guilty of exercising that nature. Every single person in the world has exercised the sin that dwells within them. Even the best preacher in the world outside of Christ, Paul said, there dwelleth in me no good thing that is in my flesh, there dwelleth no good thing. You see, I don't think we can compare to God, do you? I think we just, we've got to start thinking about how God is so wonderful and how exalted he is and how much more sophisticated he is. His ways are past finding out. No man on earth can take himself to heaven. You cannot take yourself to heaven. And I'm talking to Christians. When you die, do you know what's going to happen to you? Do you know what's going to happen to you? Have you ever thought about how you're going to get there? Say, well, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, hey, wait a minute. 
how am I going to get there? I've got to cross over from temporary time constraints to eternity. I need help. I need help. I've got to cross some river. I've got to cross some time. I've got to go from time to eternity. I, I need help. Oh, dear God, help me. You know, and he does, and he will, and he promised. But I still need help. You know, the Bible says you're going to get carried to heaven. You're going to be taken away. Aren't you glad you know the Lord? Aren't you glad that this whole world is not the end result of, of the, all of your dreams and everything that you've planned to do? This is not the end. No man on earth, here's, here's something that is interesting. No man on earth can keep himself out of hell. Now, I'm not keeping myself out of hell. God is. I'm not going to go. You're not going to go. If you're, if you're saved, you have Jesus in your heart, it's impossible for you to go to hell. But uh, you didn't keep yourself out of hell. God does. God said, remember he said, uh, fear, don't fear a man, but fear him who has the keys of both hell and, and death and, and heaven. The one who carries the key. The one who is the door. Yeah, he's the one we should fear. And so the Bible tells us, uh, don't worry what man says, but no man can keep himself out of hell. It has to be the Lord. And he must be saved by a Savior, the only Savior that there is. Um, I want you to know something. Everything that we experience in the Christian life has been given to us. We are, uh, we are kept by the power of God. We are saved by the blood of Jesus. We have a ministry that has been given to us by the grace of God. Uh, we work in his harvest field by his command. We, uh, we sign up to, to serve him spiritually. We uh, offer ourselves as sacrifices to him. And we, we can't even worship God had it not been for God's uh, guidelines. God, God gives us guidelines. He says, would you like to make me happy? Here's how to make me happy. Would you like to serve me? Here's how to serve me. Would you like to worship me? I'm going to give you some parameters. Here's how I want you to worship me. Would you like to know how, how I do things? Well, you'll find that in the word of God. And I'm going to uh, explain to you, God says to us, I'm going to give you uh, what to believe. I'm going to show you how to think. I'm going to, you know, man without God is, he's, he's messed up, isn't he? We wouldn't even know how to think right if it hadn't been for the Lord. You know, there's a depraved, we were talking about this at the Menendez house. There's, there's a part of man that's very, very depraved and lost and wicked and dark and sinful and just absolutely criminal. And that's why we had to uh, be saved. That's why Jesus had to come because sin is really bad. Sin is really, really, really bad. And the, the woman that came to Christ, he said, see this woman? Uh, She's been forgiven much. That's why she loves me much. And to, to you and I, if we don't think our sins is all that bad, guess what? We're not going to love the Lord very much. But if you realize the depth and depravity and the ungodliness of your, of your sinful condition, you'll start loving God more. Amen? Because without him, we're nothing. We have nothing to claim. The gospel was given to us by the grace of God. The Bible was given to us. Our family was given to us. He gives us uh, husbands 
a job to do to, to be husbands and to take care of people, to take care of families. We wouldn't have a ministry if God hadn't built the church. And God, he, he just, he, he's, he's all in all. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think uh, through Christ Jesus our Lord. He's the one that gives you uh, even your health. And if you're healthy tonight, it's good to say amen about that, that you can give God the glory for that. And if you're going through a trial, you can give God the glory for to help you through that trial. It's everything in the whole world is up to God. He is all in all. He's through all and in all. He's the one that's in control of everything. By the way, did you know the reason why all the elements even hold together? It's because God holds them together. And now, uh, I think, oh, I was, uh, I was... I was just amazed um, when I found out how to, how to detect where the North Star was. Has anybody ever been enamored with that? It's right outside my door. It's up there, yeah. Uh, I tell the kid, now here's the Big Dipper and uh, the part of the Big Dipper, the front of it, and it goes straight, and straight from the bottom of the Big Dipper to the top of the, the edge of it, and it points right to the North Star. And you know what? It's been like that for a whole long time. And um, I don't know who keeps those together. Who, who keeps those stars just, just right there, just sets them right there? The, the constellations, that's in the Bible. Pleads and Orion, they've, they've had names for the constellations for a long time. Aren't you glad God's still keeping it all together? Boy, I'm sure glad. I'm glad the sun keeps coming up. I'm glad the earth keeps rolling around. I'm glad, I'm glad the Nooksack River keeps flowing on down to the bay. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly glad God's got it all under control. And what is man that we were mindful of him? I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with man. I don't care what he says. I don't care what he does. He's nothing compared to God. It doesn't matter how famous a guy would be. Just, you know, it's just not impressive anymore. Uh, and you, you get uh, you get to know the Lord, and He's He's mighty wonderful. He's mighty impressive. And some feat that man does, uh, it's it's just not all that great. Uh, Mark Twain looked at Niagara Falls, and he said, yeah, "That's a success." And I thought, "Well, yeah, God did that. <laughs> Amen. God made God made the earth. It's His footstool. He's it's all the creation. It's His." He did everything. I like that song we sang tonight. I sing the mighty power of God. I love that song. It's so deep and rich. We have a God that uh, compared to man, it's just, it's just, there's no comparison. Look at Galatians chapter number one with me. And we're going to start with verse number one, Galatians 1, 1. You know, Paul was caught up in a man-made religion boy there's a lot of, by the way i'm not too impressed with religion anymore either i'm not too impressed i don't care how i don't care what the vatican looks like i just think they wasted a lot of gold <laughs> it doesn't matter to me i don't care how fancy his clothes are and why does he have that pointed hat anyway i don't get that uh, by the way, there is a reason for that. It's, it's uh, a subtle worship of the fish god. Yeah, there's a big book out. Years and years ago, I got a book called The Two Babylons by Alexander Hyssop. If you ever want to know where the Catholic Church got all of its rituals and all of its, uh, 
all this. By the way, I'm not impressed one so whatsoever with all that worship that they do. It's uh, it's totally unbiblical. All of it. It's just it's not biblical. A lot of worship today is not not biblical. Look at Galatians now, chapter number one, verse number one. Paul, an apostle, not of men. Hallelujah. God made him an apostle, neither by man. He's, God, man didn't make him an apostle. God did. But by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you unto the, into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Be careful of another gospel. I went over to the Mormon church there uh, on Northwest Avenue because I was doing a study on Mormonism. And the guy there, he was mowing the grass and he was very gracious and kind. He brought me inside and gave me a Book of Mormon, Pearl of Great Price and the Doctrine of Covenants. And I, I looked at them, I read them all and studied them all. And I, I was teaching on um, seven, or excuse me, Mormonism. And so what I found was that uh, they were very, very easily to, to, to hand out their, their propaganda. And boy, did I ever chew it up. Man, I mean, it was, it was just a bunch of ridiculous nonsense I've ever heard in my life. That's the man-made religion right there. It's okay. Everybody all right? You say, oh, that's offensive. Don't care. It's not offensive. It's just true. That's another gospel. That's a, in fact, it says on there, another testament on their, on their writings. Boy, that's bold, isn't it? Uh, so he says here in verse 7 now, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, which you could look at is uh, pretty much illustrated by Moroni in their belief, Preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that we, ye have heard, received, let him be accursed. For now, here's this uh, 10 to 12. I want you to see this. Paul says, for do I now persuade men or God? Well, he persuades men. He doesn't persuade God. Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. You know what we need to do? We need to stop worrying about what men say. We need to stop worrying about what men want to do. We need to stop worrying about what men say is right and wrong and what... And what uh, uh, officials say is right and wrong, and all we need to get all of our all all of our direction for what's right and what's wrong. We need to get it from God, not man. Amen. Man is confused; he's messed up mentally. 
He can't, he can't, listen, one thing, one thing will kill you in the next week. They say, oh yeah, we made a mistake about that. Go ahead and do it. And then the next time, well, yeah, we were wrong about that again. You better not do it. Pretty soon, I don't know what to eat. I don't want to do. I don't know where to go. I, I, I just don't know anymore. If I, if I get all my regulation in medicine, philosophy, and religion, I don't want, I'm not impressed. I'm just not impressed. I want to get everything that's right and true from the Lord. Because he is trustworthy. And he never makes a mistake. Look at verse 11 in Galatians 1. It says, but I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which I preached is of, uh, what preached of me is not after man. Look at this. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. No matter what religion a person's in, if the Lord doesn't speak to somebody's heart about it, it's useless. Think about this. I heard the gospel. But what, what really told me the truth was the Holy Spirit witnessed to my heart. The truth of God got into my heart. The word of God sunk into my heart because as a Christian, you and I, we have hearts that are open or shut. If God doesn't tell you the truth, you really don't know the truth. If God doesn't save you, you're not saved. If God doesn't love you, you're not loved. If God doesn't teach you, you're not really taught yet. See, God does all the work, doesn't he? He loves us. He brings and he uses men uh, in a good way. Praise God. They're not useless. It's just I'm not impressed. <laughs> I'm not impressed with religion. I'm not impressed with uh, government officials. I'm not impressed, but I'm impressed with God. I'm impressed with what he does. Christianity is not man-made. Christianity is a gift from the Lord. Man can't do what God can do. Think about this. What do you need in your life? I, I promise you that man can't do it. He's just a tool. Uh, he, will, he will be used of God, but when something happens and you get a prayer answered, you be sure to give God the glory. Amen. Give God the glory for things, and don't look to man. Vain is the help of man. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Turn with me, please, in, in Psalm 56. I'm getting more and more dissatisfied with mankind as I grow, and I'm getting more and more enamored and amazed and uh, just spectacular, uh, astounded with what God does. Because man, every time I put my trust in him, he, he, uh, he has trouble. And I'm disappointed. How many have ever been disappointed by man? Yeah? How many have ever had somebody promise something to you and they didn't keep it? Right? But you can't say that about God. He's never let you down. He's never done it. He's always been faithful. Psalm 56 and verse number 11 says this. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Boy, Christianity's never been afraid of man. You know, there's been tremendous Christians down through the years that, that just loved God. And uh, for somehow, some way, God gave them faith 
gave him courage to go through fiery trials. You remember the hall of faith in uh, Hebrews chapter number 11? Remember all the people that by faith in God, they went through fiery trials. They were fed to lions. They were burned at the stake. And, and they went through terrible beatings and horrible depravity. Uh, they were deprived, de deprived of so many things. They were, they were just persecuted and unmercifully treated. And yet they all did it with a smile because they, they knew God wasn't doing it. They knew man. And they knew God was going to carry them through. I don't know what you have ever endured in your life, but God should be getting more and more wonderfully sweet to you as the days go by. Look at John chapter number 3. In the, in the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter number 3, verse 1 and one and 2, Nicodemus, boy, he was, a, he was a priest, and he came to Jesus. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Why? For no man, no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. We're not trusting mankind, are we? We're trusting God. What do you need in your life? Don't look to man. Don't seek man. The man is not the answer. God's the answer. When God uh, meets a need in your life, he will use different kinds of avenues to accomplish his will in your life but you can't you can't look this way and 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 get man out of out of his proper placement you have to look up to god and say god i'm trusting you and i'm not going to worry about what man does you'll be okay man doesn't have <clears throat> scientific answers to most of the important illnesses in this world. Did you know that? Because science is never going to have the ability to give us eternal life. Now they do pretty good with uh, uh, stainless steel ball joints in your shoulders and your knees and your hips. That's pretty good. I, I, I give them a little bit of credit for that. that that's okay. They do a real good uh, job with false teeth. Right? I mean, I got, I got some choppers, man. I like them. They, I've, been, I've had them for 25 years. Uh, they, they do okay with some of the things. That, that, let's, let's remember that, that uh, it was a doctor that took care of Brother Fisher. Right? He did a good job. But who's behind all that? God, God is. See? And uh, so, yes, yes, there's, there's plenty of things to, to thank God for. But uh, man cannot figure out how to give eternal life to himself. Man cannot hold on. Uh, man, do you know man has not figured out cancer yet? And boy, have they ever been studying that for a long time. And I hope they make inroads. I hope they do a great job. Some cancers can be fought pretty good. But in the overall scheme of things, man can't figure that one out. He can't figure out mental illness. Is that right? Did you know mental illness is rampant in our country today? And uh, they can't figure it out. In fact... Some of the people that think they know how to figure out mental illness are some of the most mentally ill people in the world. They need mental help. The doctors need doctors. You see? 
the blind leading the blind. You know, a great, you know what the Bible, I've got, I've got mental health for you. I know it's ultra simplistic. Please forgive me. But I found a verse in 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. <laughs> now, how many say, well, hey, I just start reading the Bible a little more. I might, I might be okay. Has anybody ever, don't raise your hand, has anybody in this room ever had an emotional um, uh, problem? Sure. Has anybody ever had a meltdown? Anybody know what a meltdown is? If you don't know what a meltdown is, you're going to have one. And when you have one, just call me up. I'll say, yep, that's a meltdown. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, it, <laughs> it's nothing wrong with having a meltdown, just, you know, just a breakdown of some. We all break down a little bit, but don't, don't, don't break up. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't give up and uh, don't shut down. It's okay to have a meltdown. Just don't shut down. See, God knows us. And we said this morning, Elijah was under a juniper tree. Lord, I've had it. Just kill me. Just take me home. So, you see, mankind can't figure out mental illness. It's just part of the human experience. But God does. God knows how to take care of that. They haven't figured out uh, human mutations Boy, you remember Jesus, he said, uh, the apostles came and said, who sinned that this man was born blind? Did his mother, did he do it? Or did his mother or father, who, who, who had the sin that caused this? What did Jesus say? He said, neither. It's just humanity. And for the glory of God, this, he allowed it to happen. Man hasn't figured that one out yet. I don't think man ever will until he gets into the Bible. And by the way, can I just uh, hit on this virus for a little bit? They're never going to figure this out. <laughs> They're going to try and try and try. But you know, when God, when God allows things to happen, however serious it is, I, I really don't know. I feel like I've been lied to every day for the last year. I feel like I have been duped. I feel just the way, the way I feel right now is the same way I felt in 1974, I think, with the energy crisis, when we were all lined up. You, you kids don't understand how, how fearful it was. The whole world's running out of oil. Oh, no, we've got... And my dad said, get the gas cans. We went up to the uh, corner gas station, and the line was clear down Union Avenue, and we just sat there thinking, I thought, what? in the world's going on and my dad said get the gas cans we got to fill up we got and you know what there was not a there wasn't any old oil crisis they were just holding back and it backed up and backed up and backed up you know we haven't run out of oil for how long what's 1974 73 that's a long time that what that, that's almost 50 years or so right something like that i get the math sort of right that's what we haven't run out of oil. I feel like I'm being lied to about this virus. Yes. And I'm sorry. If you know somebody that had, had sickness, I'm not making light of that. There's nothing, there's nothing funny about getting the flu. It's hard. It, 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 it's, it, it's really, it's really uh, rough. But it is what it is. And I think I'm being lied to. I'm not too happy about the way they're handling it. I'm not too happy about... Uh, by the way, you know, <clears throat> we haven't figured out mortality either. 
Although, <clears throat> one time when I was in Florida, I heard Ponce de Leon found the fountain of youth. <laughs> and uh, uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, uh, found it. And uh, they were selling tickets to go see it. It didn't make me any younger, though. <laughs> see? You know, society and peer pressure and all the social norms and the political correctness that we got to live in these days. And I, 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 there's a new word, wokeness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even want to know the definition of that. But uh, there's, there's vogue and woke and contemporary and all this stuff. And I, I, I feel like I'm going through a maze. Are you happy with me? Okay, good. No. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? Okay, I'll do it. All right. Now, are you happy? Are you happy with me? Are you happy? Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Oh, ah! I'm going crazy. I'm not worried about it anymore. I don't want to offend anybody. So I just keep my mouth shut and not worry. It's like, oh, you called, you called this person by the wrong gender. Oh, my goodness. Send him to jail. Kick him out of college. Kick him out. Yep, you, no more Google for you, buddy. Uh-uh. Yeah, no more YouTube for you. Y'all take that man's computer away. He called her by a wrong name. It's a him. Trans, him, her, them, they, it. I, I'm losing my mind. How many of you are losing your mind right now? Just listening to me. We're living in a crazy society. Look, look, just call a spade a spade. Amen. David, I'm going to call you David. You know what? And I'm and 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 I I believe you're a man. And so I don't care if you say anything different. I know you're a man. All right, that's settled. Anybody else? <laughs> I'm not too impressed with man. Let's go to Isaiah 40. Let's 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 just have fun tonight in the Bible. Uh, when when God looks at man, did you know sometimes He just laughs? I think it's in what Psalm Psalm number or Proverbs two Psalm, Psalm two I think Psalm two He says He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Oh, they take counsel and they want to. Uh, make plans to uh, just take God and just uh, throw him away and get rid of him. And, and the son of man, all oh, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Look at Isaiah now, chapter number 40 and uh, verse 12. And we'll finish with this. I just want you to know God is wonderful and he should be exalted. Jesus Christ is the greatest name that you'll ever have come across your lips. Verse 12 says, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Uh, I didn't know God could take the whole world and put it in the palm of his hand, in the hollow of his hand. I didn't know that until I read the Bible. And meted out heaven with a span. That word meet, it's the same uh, where, we, where we get our metric system and meters and all, the, the, uh, a guidepost, uh, uh, a ruler type, type idea. Uh, measured the heavens how, how could God measure heaven meted out heaven with the span and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure now there's something I've never done have you ever counted dust particles 
I guess maybe science class, you probably had a little Petri dish and a slide, maybe a couple of pieces of dust. It's fascinating. It's called forensic science. <laughs> but I didn't spend much time counting. God did. God's got the dust of the earth counted. By the way, do you know he's numbered every needle on every tree in the world? Did you know that he's got every drop of water counted? You know that he's got every snowflake mapped out? Did you know that he's counted the stars and he said he knows them by name? I'm pretty impressed with God. I'm not too impressed with man. I'm getting tired of man's pride and comprehended the dust in a measure and weighed the mountains. Now, there's something I didn't know. There's a weight of each mountain. How much do you think Mount Rainier weighs? You remember when uh, Mount St. Helens blew in 1980? I guess they calculated a little bit of that, and that's, that's okay. But they haven't weighed the mountain. I think that's spectacular, don't you? He weighed the mountains in scales. Now, I'd like to see the scale he's got and the hills in a balance. Who had directed the spirit of the Lord or being his counselor had taught him? Aha. So he's asking us, who teaches God? Nobody. With whom took he counsel? Does God have a counselor? No. And who instructed God? Does God have an instructor? Does God have a teacher? No. And taught him in the path of judgment. Does God have a bar of judgment that he has to go to and learn how to judge? No, he's the judge. And after he gets done judging, there are no more questions. And taught him knowledge. Does God know everything or does he have to learn? And showed to him the way of understanding. My goodness, God understands everything. You know, I'm kind of impressed with the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely enamored with his power. And I'm, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too uh, big on myself. I'm not too big on any of you. I'm not too big on any man. Now, I love my mom and my dad. And I love my friends. I love people. But I'm not too impressed with them when it comes to comparing them with God. Look at verse 15. Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket. A drop of a bucket. You take an old five-gallon bucket from Home Depot, fill it up with water, turn the spigot off, and make sure it's just got a little bit of trickle and turn it off just barely, and then all of a sudden turn the crank, and that last drop, that's what the nations are to God, a drop of a bucket. And are counted as the small dust in the, of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn. You know what that says? Did you get that? Lebanon worth burning. Now that's pretty rough speech, isn't it? But compared to God? The earth isn't really worth anything either. And it says, nor the beast thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. Now here it is. We'll finish with this. All nations before him 
are as what? Nothing. Nothing. And they are counted to him what? Less than nothing. How did we get there? I didn't know you could be less than nothing, but the Bible says it, and vanity. I'm thankful tonight that we have a God that loves us. We have a God that's exalted. He's in charge of your life. If he can count the snowflakes and he can count the dust and weigh the mountains, he knows all about us. I'm just going to try to exalt the Lord in my life. I think we all ought to do that in our church, right? Exalt the Lord Jesus Christ and give him the place of authority and majesty and exaltation that he deserves. And don't give, don't give man that, that place. I, I, I just, I'm just not impressed with man. I'm mighty impressed with God. Let's bow our heads for prayer.